Welcome back to the Sound the Horn podcast. I'm here with Riley and Ben. We're excited to jump in today to this emergency podcast episode. We didn't plan to do this, but with- baseball's back, baby. Hey, we got yeah. baseball again. Lockout ending. We're Love jumping it. in here. All right. So baseball's back, right? Got our so, wish. We got our wish. We got our wish, you know, and we're still getting 162 game season. Jackie Robinson day. Yeah. Everything looking good. So initial reactions, Ben, kick us off. How are you feeling today? Well, I think that as of two nights ago, this was the best possible outcome we could have hoped for. You know, we got 162 games. We got an expanded playoff. We got universal DH. Uh, I think that, you know, baseball's not going to suffer. It's just a little bit later. I think in give us two years, we'll forget that this happened until the next CBA expires. So I think that uh, it was clutch time and I'm happy that it got done. Yeah. I think it was important that they, I think they were feeling the pressure. They knew that they needed to get things taken care of right away or else we were going to, like you said, run out of time for a full season, run out of time for those expanded playoffs. And it was going to start getting a little, uh, rough on us if we weren't going to get baseball I know I was getting itchy for some baseball news so I'm happy to see that they're going to start reporting to spring training we're going to get going with it and I eat my words from Sunday when I said that or from Tuesday Sunday from Tuesday when I said that they were not going to get started by May 1st so I'm I'm happy though where Riley was wrong yes so we're, that we're, we're that, that your words. Be like a whole episode in and of itself come on let's be yeah, honest you know, we'll, <laughs> but i'm sure ben will never get it wrong riley yes that's yeah, correct. never so that no just me statement yeah one thing that is found interesting the with the proposal the play the the executive committee for the players voted eight and zero against the cba but when they put it out to the team representatives it passed 26 to 4 meaning the players wanted to play and so I think like there's still something that the players union needs to figure out with their executive, with their representation on these executive boards to have better faith negotiations because the players wanted to be out there. And so I'm wondering what's happening that they, they unanimously voted against it. But when it came to the players and as a whole, they wanted to be out there playing. So I, I'm worried about when this CBA is up, how this is going to go. I don't think that it, we're still at a good place moving forward and some things are going to have to be fixed between now and then. I think, I know this is not a a political podcast, but I think it fits, you know, we're in a day and age where our representatives don't represent necessarily the voice of the people. And I think that's where we're at right now. Unfortunately, you know, they weren't looking out for the, for the actual players, the players wanted to play, you know, if they're listening to the voice of the players, we wouldn't be in, we wouldn't have been in this situation to begin with. So well, Scherzer's the big issue there. Scherzer's a big, like he was one of the most vocal against like the CBA. Everything. I mean, if it was up to Scherzer, we wouldn't have a season this year. It's just like, come on, old guy Scherzer, you're about to be out of this anyway. Like, let's go, let's go. The players want to play. Those young kids that are the ones that everybody wants to see. And it's exciting. You know, we got some new exciting rules that are going to bring hopefully some, uh, exciting baseball and hopefully we can bring in some younger fans uh which is what the game somewhat desperately needs at this point well and i think that it it can't happen the same way it happened this time the next time around because what ends up happening is it feels like it's a rushed pushed thing where 
you know, they're not happy with it. So then all they're going to do is stew over the next few years about how they're not happy with it. When it comes back up, it's going to bring issues again. So they've got to get better representation. Like you said, the players wanted to get it through and get playing baseball. So I think we need to make sure that that we, I think the players need to make sure that that happens so that they're not going through this hundred day lockout again. Yeah, I'm just glad the good of the game, we've got it back. We're going to be playing. Yep. So I think couple things we that... were all wrong when we talked just the other night about who do we put the blame on, the players or the owners, and maybe we missed out, you know, maybe it's Rob Manfred and the uh, player representatives. Maybe those are the guys that were the biggest problem. Well, and we, we did talk a little it's bit possible. about Manfred, so I think that's, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, but I think overall, though, everybody saw for the good of the game, we got to get going again. So we had a couple of rule changes. One is going to be, the um, 12 team playoff playoff format that is officially in place. The top two teams are going to get a, brown, a buy. They're not going to have to play the wild card round. Um, and then it's a three, three game series for the wild card to then advance to the first round. I think it's interesting to see what's going to happen there. How do you feel about the new playoff format? I I'm stoked about it. I, I'm glad they didn't go 14. I'm glad they got the 12 team playoff. We were all in favor of an expanded playoff. And I think 12 was really the right fit for for baseball right now. And I think it's going to work out great. I love to see the three game series where I don't disagree that like exciting baseball when it came down to that one game. But I think sometimes baseball is a game where it needs to come down to more than just one game. You know, So now I, I'll admit I haven't exactly had a ton of time to to research every level of this, which is why I'm not an expert, which fits perfectly for what? our amazing podcast. We are all experts here. on this podcast, Ben. So Do I know that you guys are going to have this answer, but is it still going to be a three-game playoff for the wild card at the highest seed, all three games, home game for them? Do we know information on that? Because I think that's what they were talking about before, and I like that. I like that all you know, if you got the better record, you're going to get real home field advantage with three games at your stadium. You just got to win two or three at home. You know, I mean, I like that. It, it still gives you a benefit to try to win your division. First of all, to get a buy round. But even if you win your division and you're not the buy round guy, you know, you still get you're still getting home field advantage. I haven't researched that. I'm, I'm going to have to come back on that one. I do know that the top two division winners get a buy in the first round. So, okay. yeah, I'm going to have to I'm, look at that. Couldn't tell you. Yep. Well, well I, obviously I either... we're all experts. Good job. Yes. Good job, guys. Right. Yeah. Winners. All right. <laughs> Overall, though, like I'm feeling good about the 12 team expanded playoffs. I think 14 was going to be too much. You, you don't want to be the NBA. I, I think 14 in the, in the NFL is too much. Like it, it watered it down a little bit this last year. I mean, obviously more baseball is not necessarily a bad thing, but you do want the regular season to mean something. Uh, with that being said, though, we also have Universal DH is coming. I think this really is going to impact free agency. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the free agent um, free agents that are out there and available. I think this really impacts the hitters market, having the DH available. You've got some guys that probably weren't going to draw big, a big interest, Anthony Rizzo, Nelson Cruz, Jock Peterson, that aren't necessarily known for their offense. But I think this really opens it up as far as which teams are going to be available, are going to be interested and what's available out there. So just looking at that, what are some of your like key things that you're watching or looking for in free agency in the next couple of days? I think it Riley, definitely... Also, oh, Ben, go, go ahead. I, I think it definitely means, unfortunately, for, for me as a Red Sox, fan that I think that we probably lost Kyle Schwarber 
You know, we already got a DH and his name's JD Martinez, one of the best in the game, but he's going to get some big interest from national league teams with the DH. Now, you know, he's going to be able to, to get a lot more money going that way. So, you know, that's going to hurt and it's going to be interesting. I would put money down dollars to donuts that Kyle Schwarber ends up on a national league team as a DH. Um, I think that it might also change even the market of a guy like Freddie Freeman, you know, who's a little bit older, uh, still a good first baseman, but if he wants to sign a little bit longer deal, unfortunately for the Red Sox, once again, who are in the running for Freeman, he probably is going to end up most likely national league. And maybe it's a big thing for the Braves because, you know, it gives him an opportunity to come back as a DH in four years, three years when he doesn't quite have the same first baseman skills. Um, you know, I think that it, it really is, I would be surprised. I think that it's going to be hard for most American league teams without putting up overpaying for a player to be able to get a decent power hitting option out there, whether it's Suzuki story, Soler. I mean, those guys are going to end up going national league. You know, it's just that option of having that now. Um, well, and the as far as some other things I'm looking gonna... for, you know, I mean, as the Red Sox, like I said, we got our Homer goggles on here. I think that the Red Sox need to add a starting pitcher, somebody like um, Carlos Rodon. You know, that would be a big add, and I think that they're right in the middle of that and possibly getting that. And, uh, you know, looking at maybe Kenley Jensen. You know, I'm okay if they don't get a hitter. I think we got some offense, but uh, they really need to add some pitching. And I think that the National League is going to be really competitive as far as the hitters go with that real change. Well, because ultimately every National League team needs to pick up another big bat right now because that's one more spot you got to fill. You know, it's not, it's no longer guys that are just going to be pinch hit fill-ins. It's guys that have got to be every day they're going to go out and produce with the bat. And so, you know, you look at a, uh, Schwarber, you look at a Rizzo. I think Rizzo is one who opening up the DH has helped him a lot because that's kind of where his skill set is going to these days is he's becoming a DH kind of guy. And he's he's got the bat and he's a power kind of guy, which is what you want from your DH. And so that opens up a lot more options for him in that aspect. Uh, you mentioned a Jock Peterson. Jock's a good off or defensive he's coming back to boston it's okay you know he's gonna he's gonna go back and if he can keep his the the problem with jock peterson is his bat and it's very very streaky the thing about jock peterson though is he's he's kind of a playoff gamer and so if you can get him to work you through the regular season he's useful in the playoffs and i think he showed that for the red Sox this year this last year did you you say jock peterson plays defense he does He's decent, but he's okay. Um, he's, but he's 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 lost a step in the outfield. I, so with I the Red see Sox him, he's going to be having Alex Verdugo and Jackie Bradley Jr. in center field. Stick him yeah. in left field with that monster. You can you can he doesn't cover have him to up. be an amazing yeah. field. Yeah, I think Done. I think Jock Peterson of the Red Sox makes sense. He's been tweeting out a lot of Dodgers stuff lately. There might be a reunion there. I don't. Think I the really... Dodgers are in the market for a guy like Jock Peterson. I don't think he makes sense for their team. So I, it, as a Dodgers fan, I don't want to see it. I like Jock. I don't want to see him come back to the Dodgers. Well, they, they need left-handed bats, they, which I think that right now the Dodgers are targeting Freddie Freeman. I would love to see Freddie Freeman in the Dodgers uniform. I think they're going all in. The universal DH is really going to make that possible because you can swap him and uh, Max Muncy out. You don't have to have, you don't have to commit one to first base. I think that's going to happen. I, 
Hot take here. I don't want Kenley Jansen back. I think it's time to move on. He's not worth the money that you're going to put into him. They, the Dodgers need to try to get under under the the luxury tax. I think Kenley Jansen is is not going to happen. And but but I want to see Clayton Kershaw back in Dodgers uniform. I think yeah. I don't think he's going to retire. I do think though there's a high, good possibility he ends up with the Texas Rangers. I I think that the Dodgers are going to have a really hard time. They have some difficult decisions to make with payroll. My preference is that Clayton Kershaw comes back, but I can definitely see him in a Rangers uniform, go back to his hometown of Dallas and play with the, I, play with the Rangers. I can see okay, that. So- he's a, he's a career guy. In my opinion, you got to give that guy what you got to give him. You know, he's, he is the Dodgers for the past 15 years. And so go get that guy in a Dodgers uniform. The other guy that I'm, I'm thinking about and not as a Dodgers fan, but as an important player for some teams is the, is Chris Bryant. That guy he had a heck of an end of the season last year for the Giants. He played hot, whether or not that's enough to give him the contract because he's been down for the last few years. I think that like the Giants need to think about, they need that guy because they lost a lot of players this last offseason and they had that team that made that push. If they want to even be competitive this year, they got to go get some guys like Chris I think Bryant. Chris Bryant goes to Seattle, but that's just, I don't really have any reason for that other than <laughs> Seattle. Other than that's what push. you think. And yeah, just, I just, I, you know, put it on the board. Put I don't see the board. I don't know what I want to tell you. So one more. Zaidi doesn't. Zaidi doesn't spend money. I don't see the Giants going big on free agency. So I, I don't think that's going to happen. Go no, ahead. Ben. I agree. I don't think the Giants. They don't ever. They've do got that. to pick up somebody because they lost a lot of guys. Okay. So why are we not? Why Why are we not talking? And and I before the podcast started, I kind of made fun of it. But now we haven't even mentioned it, especially with this DH, the Universal DH. Why are we not talking about Nick Castellanos? You know. He 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 was he had a career year last year. Yes, he's like nine season in, and he's just all of a sudden. But for a guy that is you know a little bit older, but having finally found some power, you know, it would wouldn't he make sense as a as a guy a that could play outfield two, three, slash DH? two or three year contract kind of guy that can come in and give you a bat? I think that especially makes somebody sense. like San Francisco, you might be able to get a deal out of him. Right, but you know, I I could see that happening that somewhere like a Houston because I I don't think that Correa is going to go back to Houston. They're going to have to try to fill in some of the lost production there. Where does he go? I, what, well, who, who's I, in I the market for Correa? Nobody's in. The, well, so this is where it's going to be tough. It'll be interesting to see where Story and Correa land. And I think this is where Corey Seeker was smart to get locked up before the lockout. I think that. Correa wants a big contract, bigger than what Seager got with the three twenty five. Well, he just switched and he's over. He's not going to get it. He, he's but, not going to get it. But time out. But time out. He he went over to the dark side. He went got a new agent in January, and we all know who that is. It's a guy by the name of Scott Boris, who seems to somehow print money for his players. You know, these guys get outrageous, unreal contracts. I don't know what it is about Scott Boris, but I think that he's going to get money. And I think, unfortunately for me, I think that you might see him wearing pinstripes. I think either Correa or Story are going to be wearing pinstripes. The Yankees need to be able to move. Oh, what's his name? Um, Over to second base. Um, Never mind. They need to be able to Torres. They need to be able to move Torres over to second base. Glaber. He's yeah. not a shortstop. Glaber Torres right. is not a shortstop, he, but he's a decent second baseman. LeMayhew, again, he's going to move over to first base. I think you've got to be Luke Voigt's going to have to do some, some DHing in there. So, I, yeah, I would agree. I think either Story or Correa are, is going to be playing in pinstripes next year. 
they're they're going to need a shortstop, and I think they're willing to pay for it. I'm okay with Correa being there because I love to hate Correa, and obviously yes. I hate the Yankees, so it works perfect. We we it's can like, all agree on hating the Yankees and hating Correa. So it's it's like it's like a Rod going to the Yankees again. It just fits. It's perfect. Let's uh, you know let's let's make the hate worldwide and flow freely. <laughs> you know. So real quick, um, bold predictions with free agency. I'll start. Freddie Freeman does not return to the Braves. Okay. Riley, go ahead. Um, All right. Mine, bold prediction. Um, Kenley Jansen does not return to the Dodgers. That's not even bold. That's not bold. That's That's kind of bold. Come on. Come on. Nobody thinks Kenley Jansen's coming back. That's not even a lukewarm take. Come on. Man, you sitting on the fence? Like, what? You just you were wrong once already in this podcast, so you got to try to sit on the fence. What am again? I sitting? I'm not sitting on any fences, man. Come on, that was that was weak. All right, Ben, you can be you can beat Riley's at least. That was that was that was weak sauce. Okay, Carlos Radon. He's going to be pitching at Fenway next year. We we go bold predictions. You guys pick Kenley Jansen and Carlos Rodon. Like you guys are really going out there on that. Hey, on, on those. I don't. I think that's you know. What, maybe that's what's not bold. that bold to be said out here? I mean, I guess mine wasn't that bold, but you took like honestly, Freddie Freeman leaving the Braves isn't that bold either. He's going to make money. All right, Clayton Kershaw retiring. That's bold. I don't think it's going to happen, but. <laughs> I mean, or Kershaw leaving the Dodgers. That's a bold prediction. I also that think bold. that's going to happen. I, I don't, don't want that to happen, so I'm not going to say it because I seriously don't you want it to You just don't want to manifest it into reality. I don't want to manifest it into happening. Exactly. I'm trying to hold on to hope here, man. Yeah. Yeah. I Jorge Soler goes to the Braves. Done. I do think the Soler is going to re-sign with the Braves. Um you know, relive some of the magic from, from the world series, I especially agree. because I think Freeman's going to leave. So yeah. the Braves are going to then overspend Freeman leaves, on, they have to resign Solaire. They're going to bring back Solaire. I think they're going to bring back Eddie Rosario because, because Freddie Freeman is leaving at that point. So it'll be interesting to see. And I think that the Yankees go get it, get either okay, story so now, or Correa. Do we need to restart this so that everybody has one bold prediction that we can try to keep track of? Cause now we've just rambled. Or maybe hey, that's I'm, our podcast. Maybe that's, that's, that's right what our podcast is all about. We're just well, like the problem. The problem is, is that you guys didn't give bold predictions. Like, so like, I, I'm like, I'm going to have to throw some out here because man, this isn't juicy enough. So well, we on, just threw go. it on the fly. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think that, you know, Carlos Radon going to the Red Sox is not exactly a given. Like, I'm not going to say he's going to go to LA because he's not like, yeah. I mean, they're one of the top teams in the market. For I him, have to so. make something that's at least yeah. realistic, even though it's bold all right. Well, thanks for jumping on this. We, we, there was not a lot of prep that went into this meeting. If you guys can't figure that out, we kind of threw this together <laughs> last minute um, today as we heard the news, but we did want to react to what we heard from the news from out of major league baseball. It will be interesting to see what's happening with free agency this coming week. And again, Join us on on Wednesday. We didn't, didn't want to have... interrupt. We got March madness next week, you know, yeah, we're, we we're going to spend the whole, but we got we to gotta focus on March Madness next week. Yeah, yeah next week's episode that, is so all can... March Madness. Absolutely. Yep. We're gonna just going to focus on that on Wednesday. 
uh, bracket challenge. We're going to open that up on Sunday night. Check out the Facebook page. We're going to send out a reminder if you want to see how you do even mentioned that in the last podcast. Briefly. I think we, a little bit. Yeah. You want to talk do, about it, Ben, real quick? Yeah. Well, so we're just going to, you know, we talked about in the last podcast that, uh, you know, the three of us are going to put together our own brackets and we're going to talk about it on the next podcast. And then we're going to do the coin flip one. So we're going to go ahead and put those in to a group that everybody listening can go ahead and make their own bracket. We're going to post it a group on ESPN.com, their uh, bracket challenge, and everybody can go ahead and, and go against us. And we'll see, uh, you know, us, the so-called quote unquote, uh, amazing ab- amateur experts. And uh, we're going to get our butts kicked by you guys. So go ahead and uh, get in there and kick our butts and then uh, talk trash to us on the Facebook page or on our emails and uh, let us know how terrible we are. Thanks for coming in tonight. I hope you all are listening. Enjoy the show. Comment. Give us some feedback. Love to hear what you're thinking. Until next time. Thanks, y'all. We out.